following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. back for another one why not playoffs are just around the corner we got to get through an extra week of the nfl for the first time in history is anybody like clamoring and and saying boy i'm sure glad the playoffs don't start this week really was really looking forward to that extra week of regular season games were of the of the what? Of the 15 that are getting played, three of them matter. Yeah, I think they're they're too busy thinking about playoff, still playoff scenarios when in reality it's like you've gotten to this last week and not much really matters. It, well, in the scenarios that that do matter, where, where you're talking about whether teams make it into the playoffs or not, these teams are no good. Like, like the Saints suck. Like we're worried. Why about do I want Taysom Hill to have another and... opportunity to get into the playoff? Like, who cares? I, I did have somebody reach out to tell me though that their mother also buys them their underwear. So. I saw that. Yeah, thanks, Ian. <laughs> that was good. That was that was probably one of our best titles of a podcast yeah. from from last week. So. Uh, yeah, we're back. We're recording this on Thursday afternoon. If you send it to me, I may have it up by tonight yeah, before I will. the before the Badger Iowa game, which we'll get oh, to. Yeah, in, I forgot about that. Just a little bit. That's an eight o'clock tip off uh, tonight. But we'll run through the NFL. The final week is happening, and something to be said about all a couple of the records that could potentially be broken: uh, offense and defense. A couple up for grabs, and then. Um, we'll run through some college football as well. We'll touch on the NBA. Nothing to really talk about in baseball. And then, uh, as I mentioned, college hoops with uh, Marquette. And a uh, good win by the Golden Eagles the other day, by the way. And then uh, also a Badgers uh, coming up tonight. So you said you were struggling to remember about um, some of these football games. And honestly, I am too. Even though it's only been four or five days. Well, and we've just had so much crap going on with all these games now and yeah, it's hard for me to like focus and really enjoy. Well, and my team's so anything. bad. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like although I told you, <sighs> I had two different games on CBS and Fox and I honestly would have rather watched the Bears Giants. I know that's not I mean, I the games that I did watch were entertaining. I mean, the Bengals and the and the Chiefs they went right down to the end, but the ending was just kind of that sucked, you know, because it was just penalty ridden and clock management, and it was just like oh field goal done, yeah, game over. But um, yeah, I I, I like to watch the regional teams whether they're good or bad. Um, but I I, I would have liked to watch a little bit of Chicago. I just didn't want to watch enough. I just didn't want to watch Foles or Dalton. Yeah, you rather I mean, see you know, Fields. Fields was hurt. He wasn't going to play. Right. And I just really didn't have much interest. I mean, you know, oh, great. Tevin Jenkins is, that's a really nice, really nice block there. 
Like, and I, it just, it's alignment. Who gives a shit? Right. Tell me in two years when he's really good. Yeah. And then I'll start if paying he's, attention. If he's even still on the roster. Well, there's that too. And he's not hurt and his back hasn't snapped in half. Um, yeah, so we can start with the Bears, I guess. I think really the only thing that, that is, comes out of this game is that the Bears kind of give the Giants the middle finger by dropping their draft pick that they gave them an extra spot or two. Yeah. That's about it. That's about it. And the Giants are, are one of a handful of teams, including like Detroit, Jacksonville, and a couple others that are really actively trying to lose at this point. Like they have, there's, there's no, you know, Dan, I mean, Mike Glennon started for the Giants, for Christ's sake. I mean, if that tells you you're trying not trying to win, I don't know what does. Um, so, yeah, Dalton started um, against the Giants. It sounds like Fields is going to yes. start this week, which I'm I'm happy about. There was a lot of talk in, in the Chicago media of should they play him in Week 18. Um, I think absolutely 100% you play him. Um, the, guy, the guy needs reps. The guy needs experience. He's got all winter, or he's got all spring and summer to heal up from the various little injuries that he has. So I'm glad to see them playing him. Um, Third starting quarterback, different starting quarterback in three weeks. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, what do they say? If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have, have one. Any, if yep, you have three right. quarterbacks, then you don't have any either. I guess, but I don't know how. Yeah, you can all of a sudden have one. But Nagy is taking some grief here the last couple of weeks. Um, and rightfully so, in my opinion, for not not playing a lot of the young guys. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, he started uh, Jermaine Effetti at right tackle over Larry Borum, who was like their third-round pick. Um, this past week, he started 39-year-old Jason Peters over Tevin Jenkins, their mm-hmm. second-round pick at left tackle. Um why? I'm not sure if that's not that I it kind of feels like a middle finger to Ryan Pace or or to the front office a little bit. Like you can go ahead and fu- if you know, you can go ahead and fire me if you want, but I'm going to continue to play the guys that I think are going to win right now. Um I don't understand which does what for the organization? Well, it does exactly. nothing. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's a middle finger from Nagy to them because he knows he's not going to be here next year. Um So you want to try and knock a couple of legs out from under the table on your way out. Well, I just don't think that I, these coaches feel like they owe anybody anything when they know they're going to get fired. I'm, I'm just going to I'm going to continue to prepare and try to win this week, and we're we're not going to worry about the future because we're not going to be part of the future. Now, that's I, that, that's just fundamentally for me wrong to even consider. Well, of course it's wrong, but that doesn't mean it isn't what happens. It happens all the time. Um, I, I I I'm not. I'm not 100% certain Nagy's getting fired. Really? Wow. I did read something this week about a front office shakeup where Pace would still remain with an organiza- with the organization, but not necessarily as GM. They'd have a new role for Ted Phillips. I don't know where that came from, who said it. I think it was from Hub, honestly. Hub Arkish, the same dude who's who got his undies in a twist with the Rodgers thing, but... Uh, I don't know whether that's going to come to fruition, but well, I, re- I read that a couple of days ago. I, to, to me, is as bad as Nagy has been, and he's been bad, at the end of the day, this all this whole thing falls at the feet of Ryan Pace because he's the general manager. He drafts the players. He signs the players. He puts the roster together, and the roster's not very good. Um, let me just read you a couple things okay. that I, I, I saw here. 
Um, barring a last-second burst, Nagy's passing attacks in his four-year uh, tenure will have finished 21st, 25th, 22nd, and 32nd in the league. Uh, Dick Geron and John Fox both at least had one top 15 season. Um, you know, the Bears' defense has actually been okay lately, um, but they have 16 turnovers forced, and eight of them have come in two games. Yeah. So that, that that's not great. Um, on a positive note, Justin Fields, even though he hasn't played great, um, it says going into the last week, he has a passer rating of 73.2, which is pretty bad. But it's better than the rookie years of Stafford, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Donovan McNabb, Alex Smith, Steve Young, and Josh Allen. Okay. Well, for, for what that's worth. Um, and then there was one more. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, Ryan Pace gave Mike Glennon $45 million. I saw this. He gave up three picks to move up one spot for Trubisky. He traded a fourth-round pick for Foles. He gave $10 million to Andy Dalton. That's and, and then he trades up to draft fields. I just don't think this guy deserves any more kicks at the cat. And um, Seems pretty inept. His, his record as the general manager is 48-64, and 0-2 in the playoffs over seven years. Um, that doesn't scream I should get to keep my job. And it also, to me, is a large enough sample size where you can make a Absolutely. make a decision yeah. on your track record. This is not a this is not a knee jerk reaction. I, I was shocked that they didn't fire both these guys at the end of last year. I think the fact they snuck into the playoffs at eight and eight because Arizona crapped their pants down the stretch saved those guys' jobs. Um, maybe maybe that ends up being a good thing because. Maybe the new guy that they would have brought in doesn't go get Fields. I don't know. Remains to be seen what Fields becomes. But I guess at least you've you've got something to look forward to. But again this week, a report came out that said Nagy has been informed by the team that he's going to be fired on Monday. Mm-hmm. He, of course, was asked about it. Of course, he, of said, course no. he said no and said that if they wanted a clarification on that, they should come to him because he's a truth teller. Okay. <laughs> Has he been told that? Probably not. Is he oblivious to the point that he doesn't think it's probably going to happen? Probably not. Probably knows that his days are numbered. Oh, man. But um, but just to keep talking and acting like it's not coming, I mean, well, I mean, I guess if you're saying that he's playing those other guys because he knows that, that it's looming and he's going to kind of send one final shot to the organization, then, yeah, maybe he does. I just don't yeah, – it, it it just goes back to me, you doing no favors for the organization that's going to get rid of you by letting them know who they have and what those guys have in them potentially well, and, and, and giving them experience. And, and Nagy's a hard guy to, to figure out, and, you know, and it's one of these things with sports – and we we all do it, no matter what team we root for, or what sport we follow. Where, you know, we get pissed off at players and coaches, and we kind of dehumanize them a little bit. And like, you know, Jeff Dickerson, a longtime Bears reporter, just passed away the other day from cancer. His wife died two like a year, year ago, yeah. year or two ago. Leave orphans an eleven year old little boy, um, and you know, Matt Nagy steps up and donates a shit ton of money to this 
uh, kid for, you know, his future. That doesn't excuse the fact that he can't clock manage. But it's like, well, he's not a piece of shit. It tells you what type of person right. he is. So, yes. so when he says, I'm a truth, if you ask him, maybe he will tell you the truth because he seems like a decent guy. And Justin Fields had some comments this week about playing for Nagy, and he said, hey, I've, I've really enjoyed playing for him. I've learned a lot. I've still got a lot to learn, but I, I have no, you know, I, I would have no problem if he's here next year. Now, People would say, well, what's he supposed to say? You got to remember, Justin Fields is like, what, 22? He's not 35. He's not very, he's not a seasoned, polished veteran at the microphone. So no, he for is. a kid to say that off the cuff, maybe, maybe Nagy hasn't lost the locker room as much as we all like to think. I'm not advocating for him to be back. I think it just needs, you just need to cut bait and move on. But, you know, sometimes you do kind of forget, like, you know, it's kind of a shitty thing to do to yell fire Nagy at his kids' pop Warner football game. Yeah. You know, like everybody in the student section all yeah, got yeah, on. Come, his on family. come on, man. Yeah. Like, his kids didn't do anything wrong. No. So. No, but people are pieces of shit. Yeah, they certainly can be. That's that's kind of what I'm learning about. I've been where, telling you that for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I am a big proponent of uh, always think the worst and, suck. and hope to be pleasantly surprised. I just, when I look at the Bears, and I have obviously no hope that they, you know, resurrect this franchise because I'm I'm enjoying them, you know, kind of chasing their own tail, I guess, so to speak, when it comes to coaches and GMs and quarterbacks and just seeing the ineptitude is is comical as a Packer fan, but if you really want to dive into it, how many times are you just going to hit the reset button? Because it just seems cyclical Mm -hmm. of what's going to happen. Whether you keep Brian Pace or not, now you've just mortgaged away a few years of potential talent, and now you're saddled with a quarterback you have to try and give it a go with. And you're going to have to hire a coach who has is has the understanding that that's my guy for the next year or two until we make a conclusion that he's not any good. Then you either have to be bad for those years if Fields doesn't work and find somebody along because you can't keep mortgaging your, your future on trying to find a guy when you haven't been able to do it in X amount of years. Well, and so how many times are you going to keep going through this cycle? Well... I- of coaches, quarterbacks, and GMs. As much as you have to until you find a quarterback. I mean, go back to 2008, the summer of 08. They give up the farm for Cutler. And they did that because they had a really, really good defense still, the two years removed from going to the Super Bowl. And you look at a guy like Cutler at that time, and you're like, dude, if this guy's even competent, this is a 10- to 12-win team, a playoff-caliber team. And then they had the one year in 2010 where they got to the conference championship game, but then he goes in the tank. And then you, yes, and then you have to start over again and you mortgage the farm for Trubisky. And it doesn't work. You have to start over again. You mortgage the farm for Fields. We're in this quarterback-heavy era now where if you don't have one, you can't compete. It's 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 almost like the NBA now. We're like, you can't compete in the NBA unless you have a top ten guy. You can put a night. You can be like the Bulls, 
and have a nice team and win a lot of regular season games, you're not winning four playoff rounds. You're not winning four seven-game playoff round series if your best guy is DeMar DeRozan, who's the 28th best dude in the league. You're just not. And it's the same thing with football. Like, unless the rest of your roster is unbelievable like the Rams a couple years ago with when they got when they had Goff as the quarterback, you're not winning three playoff games with subpar quarterback play. I just I, I don't know how it's possible anymore. I mean the days of Trent Dilfer turning around and handing the ball off <laughs> thirty eight times and yeah. only throwing twelve passes like those days are over. Like, you have to have a guy that can throw the ball. It's just hard to envision them find, fi, finally finding somebody and then say, hey, let's build around this guy. What do we have to do? Well, we've given away all our draft picks. We're going to have to wait. Yeah, and and if you go back and look at the last 20 years, other than the one fluky-ass year the Eagles won it. Oh, yeah. Every single quarterback that's won a Super Bowl is a Hall of Famer. It's Roethlisberger, it's the Mannings, it's Brady, it's Rodgers, Kurt Warner. I mean, it's these guys are all Hall of Fame. Drew Brees. And then they're like, it's not even a question that they're Hall of Famers. But if you look at the losing column, it's Kaepernick. It's uh, Matt Hasselbeck. It's Goff. It's Matt Ryan. It's Cam Newton. It's Jake DeLome. It's like, okay, well, that's... That is a completely separate tier of guys. For that sure. They got there one time. They never made it back. So, you know, you just have to keep recycling yeah. the quarterback spot. I mean, Detroit's in the midst of it now. They give up the farm. They, they ship Stafford out. They get golf. They're paying him a shitload of money, and they still suck. And now they're staring down the barrel again of a top three pick. And it's like, okay, well, do we – try to just go best player available this year because we already are paying a ton of money to a quarterback, even though we know he's not the guy. And there's no quarterbacks to be had at, no, at the three. Yeah. We think. We well, we don't know. No. Because you could find a Russell Wilson or but, somebody right, down the line. Do we not have to blow the three on one? But look at the position they're in again. You know? I mean... Cincinnati but over the, and over and over but the, you, but you get a, you you finally get lucky and you get a burrow but the bears have been okay in the last however long that you said that timeline well the lions have not like that's a pretty long you know period of drudgery that the Lions are going well, through. Well, the Bears and the Lions have won exactly the same amount of playoff games in the last 15 years I and get it's it. zero. I get it. But at least the Bears have been there. Like four times, I think the Lions twice. It's not. It's it's not a very. It, they're both bad, dude. <laughs> the Lions just appear worse. Cause, Seeing that, and that's, the Lions go one in fifteen. Maybe it's just muscle memory yeah, thinking. You're trying to compare the programs yeah. because when you when you try and think about it, I think if you ask anybody which has been the worst performing franchise over that time period, nobody's going to even consider saying the Bears. No, for sure, and and they're not worse than the Lions, but they're not a hell of a lot better. So. Hmm. All right. We got to get Lauren on maybe next week if we sure. can. Because I'd, I'd love to pick his brain about kind of what he thinks is going to happen this offseason. They're yeah. going to have a ton of cap money to spend. They've got some older guys that, you know, Akeem Hicks, Robert Quinn, that are making a lot of money. Khalil Mack making a lot of money, barely played. 
you got an Allen Robinson decision. Are you going to franchise him, which I don't think he's worth it? Well, Quinn's certainly making a case for himself to be paid this year anyway. Yeah, but, you know, it's like he's just he just goes for sacks. There's yeah. just not a lot of value in that on a team that's got not much else. If you, you can know? save money and spread it around to other people that'll do more, I get it. Yeah. Um I mean they yeah. they need they need serious help in that secondary. I mean it's a disaster. You know, and people talked about Eddie Jackson a couple years ago and how good he was. Well, now, yeah, but you, yeah, but you for, people forget who was he back there who, with? Who was he around? Yeah. He had Kyle Fuller who was in his prime who at the time was a top 8 corner in the league. And he's playing next to Adrian Amos, who's one of the best young safeties in football. Well, you can take a lot more gambles and try to get interceptions if you're Rob, or Jackson back there with those two guys. Well, when they're not there and you got D. Virgin and Byron Houston Carson and these other fucking ham and eggers that could be playing in the CFL or whatever Vince McMahon league he comes up with, and all of a sudden they're starting for the Bears in week. 15 at Lambeau, and it's like, what? You And you're, you're expecting these guys to guard Devontae Adams? Like, no, no chance. <laughs> Didn't even take a half an hour for a ham and egger. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right, move on. All right, no, that's move fine. On. We don't have to spend too much on the Vikings and the and the Packers. Um, I mean. Slaughter. Yeah, it's that's all it was. It was a night game. I, I saw uh, there was a point, I think, in the, even the second quarter, maybe early third quarter, they showed the Vikings bench. Nobody wanted to be there for, for Minnesota. They, and that included Zimmer. They, they were getting their ass handed to them. They didn't run the ball. Um, Sean Mannion, I don't understand how the game plan is to make him throw it instead of having Dalvin Cook run it, but Green Bay's defense stopped Cook a couple of times, and then they were basically, oh, guess we can't run the ball anymore. We're going to yeah, have to have him throw it. Packers get ahead by two scores. Then you and can't then, run. Then you can't run. And, nope. and, then, and then you play right into their hand. Yeah. So it's. The NFC North was an abject embarrassment. It's just a terrible, terrible division. Somebody tried to say the other day, and it's again, it's Twitter. Somebody tried to call it the best division, the most competitive division in football. All I right. just kind of went. What are? What have did, you been watching? Did they not look at the uh, either of the Western divisions? Like every team in the in the AFC West, I think has eight wins. Yeah. Second, I, if the Bears beat the Vikings this week, second place will be seven and ten in that division. So congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the kind of the story that's been out of this week has been Hubarkish and uh, and his MVP choice going on the score. Uh, earlier this week and saying that uh, Rodgers is the biggest jerk in the league and he's not ha- giving him his MVP vote, mostly because of his vaccination choice and what he's done to his teammates and putting his uh, you know team in jeopardy and blah, 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 blah. And then Rodgers, he takes the bait, and I, I honestly didn't think he would do that. But And, and, he, and he goes on, on uh, was he on McAfee or was he on, no, I think he was actually just talking yeah, to the local just media. Yeah, the local media. Yeah, and just basically calls Arkish a bum. Nobody knows who he is. Didn't even know who he was before this went, which I find a little hard to believe because Hub's a national name. He runs Pro Football Weekly, which I don't know if it's a, it's a big reputable uh, thing, but he has his own radio show. He's on the score. He covers the Bears, so it, clearly he's been covering games in the in the division forever. Um and so there's just there's just this little pissing match back and forth, which 
I mean, I look, I step back and I look at the comments and I, neither person is wrong for what they're saying. It's Hub's decision to do what, what, what he wants with his vote. If you want to take the guy's personal life and, and, you know, his, his decision to jeopardize some stuff with his team into account, um, and that's the reason why you're not going to vote for him for MVP, that's your right, it's your vote. Fine. Don't care. But Rodgers can also say that, hey, this is, and even Lafleur said it, which I'm, I'm sure he, he was going to back his quarterback, is this a contest of statistics and, and best on-field performance, or are we factoring every other thing in as well? Um, because, um, you know, the people who know more about this stuff than us, Vegas, had Rodgers way in front on the MVP voting as far as odds were concerned. Um, even though Brady has a little bit better numbers, Rodgers missed a game. Um, but, yeah, I, I like I said on Wednesday, I this doesn't even – I don't even care if, if he wins the MVP. If he does, great. If he doesn't, fine. You know, it, it does – but th- this is just stupid. It's just stupid to me. That's all. I'm sure you have more <laughs> thoughts. Yeah, I don't know why any Packer would give a shit if Aaron Rodgers wins an MVP. Congratulations. Yeah. Can you win a fucking Super so Bowl? So go, go, go get a ring. Yeah. Go get a championship. Yeah, I, you know. If you don't get the Super Bowl and your consolation prize is an MVP and it makes you feel better, great. Yeah. I want you to win a championship. <clears throat> yeah. Don't piss away another NFC championship game. I, um, I was very surprised that this... What's his name? Hub? Hub Arkish. I was very surprised that he said what he said out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty dumb. And the dumbest part about... Well, first of all, Aaron Rodgers is not the biggest jerk in football. You can't be the biggest jerk in football when you're in the same league as Ndamukong Sue and Antonio Brown. <laughs> so he's at best the third biggest jerk in football. And Rodgers is an asshole. I think everybody, everybody that even Packer fans that take their their rose colored glasses off would agree he's a prick. He's an arrogant, condescending prick. Passive aggressive. Sure. Yep. Excellent football player. You wouldn't want to hang out with him. He's a douchebag. That being said, <laughs> I think Rodgers was. He showed his little whiny pettiness with calling a guy a bum. When you're you're calling him a bum because you're saying he doesn't know you and doesn't know what he's talking about, so he shouldn't call you a jerk, but then you turn around and call a guy that you don't know and don't know anything about a bum, so you kind of just shot your own you, argument you down. You kind of proved his point there a my, little bit. My biggest problem is with the whole thing, and it's, it's, it's bigger than sports. It's really everything. It, it just shows what a fucking sham the media is in America in 2022. Uh, you're supposed to be nonpartisan. You're supposed to be objective. Um, when you come out, Hub, and say you already decided last summer that you weren't going to vote for Aaron Rodgers, then you shouldn't have a vote because you're not voting on football. You're voting now. You're voting on personality. Um, I heard Rob Parker uh, on Fox Sports talk about it the other day, and he's longtime baseball writer. Um, like he said, he goes. Barry Bonds is the biggest asshole ever. He won seven MVPs. If we voted on who was the biggest asshole and who was not the biggest asshole, he would have never won any MVPs, but he was so fucking good. We had to vote for him. And if Rodgers is having the best year and deserves the MVP, then you have to vote for him, whether or not you approve 
of his vaccination decision and how he handled that should be irrelevant. It's not your job as the media guy who covers football to spew your personal beliefs out to the public when it has nothing to do with football. If you if it was related to football, that's different. But this this doesn't seem to be. This is a personality issue that Hub Arkish has with Aaron Rodgers. Now, that being said, I personally don't think Rodgers is the MVP of the NFL. Okay. I think that Joe Burrow has had a much bigger impact on a much lesser team than Aaron Rodgers has. I think Jonathan Taylor, up until maybe last week, certainly had to be in the mix. And Tom Brady's across the board. He's almost got like a 1,000 more yards passing than Rodgers does. He's got like six more touchdowns. Five more touchdowns. He's got some more interceptions. He's got a lot more. He's got eight more picks, and Rodgers has a better pass rating. So they split the four main categories. And, you know, Rodgers has not been without his main weapon in Adams, and he's had his running backs all year. Brady's had a lot more volatility at the skill position. That's six, one, half dozen of the other. because you more with less. Yeah, whatever. But this whole, this this thing about this is Aaron Rodgers' MVP to lose. I don't know. I he was he's he hasn't been as good this year as he was last year. I don't think. Do you? No. His and I'd have to go back and maybe look at Pro Football Reference to look at the numbers. But it seems like the efficiency gets better, but the bulk of the numbers keep going down. And I don't know whether that's Lafleur's game planning. You know, if they're if they're used trying to incorporate Jones more, if they're just trying to, and I know they don't go for this when they start game planning. It just seems like they don't try and bury teams anymore. Where scoring thirty or forty on a regular basis, while it's possible, it just doesn't happen anymore. You do enough to win the game, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, and and. The Patriots had no problem throwing up fifty last week. Neither did the Seahawks. Right? You know, you think you, you think the Packers could have scored fifty on the Vikings? Yeah, I, I mean, I do. Uh, they could have on the Bears that on what that Monday night they put up forty something. They could have had but fifty five or sixty. It just seems like they get to a comfortable level and then they well, just kind of let they don't want Aaron to get tackled. Kind of let they, off. You start thinking uh-huh. about all that other crap, but you know, at the end of the day, as a kid. And you probably did, too. You ever watch the show Dragnet? Mm-hmm. Okay, Joe Friday, the, mm-hmm. the famous cop on Dragnet. His famous saying was, just the facts, ma'am. Yep. That's all I want out of this, these media people. Just give me the facts. You know? If you want to write an opinion column, write an opinion column. But with stuff like this, just give me the facts. Tell me why you voted for him. Or why you've, or, and you don't even have to tell me why you didn't vote for somebody. Just tell me why you voted for the guy you voted for. Because there is no criteria. There is no set in any, in any of these leagues, which still is just dumb to me. There's no criteria for this. But at the end of the day, like I said, I go back to, I don't know why any Packer fan would give a shit one way or the other where, whether Aaron Rodgers wins what is essentially the, uh, the, quarterback of the year award because that's all it is it's just a talking point for them this we have a four-time mvp okay the nfl mvp is 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 basically 
Pro Football's Heisman, which is basically a quarterback award. So, congratulations. You know, I you know it was cool when Ryan Braun and Christian Yelich won the MVP. Um, I would have much rather they won the World Series. For sure. You know, great the two years Giannis won the MVP. Um, hell of a lot more fun last year when they won the title and he didn't win the MVP. I think. So, you know, if I'm a Packer fan, just win a fucking Super Bowl, Rodgers. You know? I'm 100, <laughs> 110% in, in on that. Yes. Because if they lose this year, I, I don't know, man. Can they ever? Can they ever win one because the window is shrinking? I just, I don't know how many more times the yellow brick road can be laid out for you. Certainly seems like it's the, it's the, it's the, it's easier. Do you think it's easier this year than it was last year? Yes. I do. I do too. Yes. I think Tampa was better last year. Yes. They were healthy. Uh, The NFC, I think, is considerably down this year, especially once you get to like that. I mean, Dallas is another team. Who the fuck have they beat? They beat the Giants. They beat the Eagles, who are eh. They beat Washington. Washington. You know. That, I mean, I it's mean, an, that's another, it's division another bad it's... division. It's just there's not a lot there. I mean, after you get past the Rams, that's about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, and you got home field again. And you've got arguably the best two players at their positions in your conference in Adams and Rodgers. I mean, there's... There's no excuse not to go to the Super Bowl. Whether you win the Super Bowl is that's a one game who knows. Got to get there. But gotta there's no there. reason the Packers can't get to the Super Bowl this year. I think it's an abject failure if they don't. All right, uh other results from week 17. Um Bills over Atlanta. Didn't watch that, but it's that seems like how Matt it, Ryan scored a touchdown and it got called back because he taunted, which was hilarious. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like nothing like your 37-year-old chicken neck quarterback talking shit in the end zone. I watched the end, as I as I mentioned, the, the end of the Bengals and Chiefs, which was just, I, I'm not going to call it an embarrassment, but it was. It was a debacle. It was. Like penalties with automatic first downs and then whittling the clock down. Well, they went. Cincinnati went for it on fourth and one three times in a row, and yes, like none of them counted because they just kept getting kept, penalties. Kept getting penalties. Yeah, and they couldn't ram it in. And yeah, it was. I, I mean, I I kind of felt bad for Andy Reid, but it's like your players aren't doing you any favors. No, and K- Kansas City, I think what well, they only scored like three points in the second half, and um, yeah, Cincinnati, dude, Jamar Chase, holy shit. That, yes. bur- that Burrow-Chase combo, Gonna those guys stay healthy, man. Holy cow. Uh, the Titans run over the Dolphins. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> sorry, John, your, your, your Dolphins train is, uh, is permanently parked in the station, I think, after that. Yeah, I think at least the coach got to keep his job because he had that nice win streak. Yep. But that's about that, it. That, that's about it. Um, Tennessee is the one seed in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, Raiders, kind of a surprising uh, result there over the Colts. Thought the Colts were just kind of building some momentum. Yeah, I did too. And and to lose at home, um, at the end of the game like they did was was pretty heartbreaking for the Colts. But hey, man, I don't know that this Raiders team is very good. 
They got a chance to make the playoffs. This is the second year in a row where we haven't really figured out whether they're good because they'll lose to teams that stink, and then they'll beat some potential playoff yeah. teams, and you're going to be like, where? Wh-? But, hey, man, you got to give credit to Derek Carr. I mean, that team's gone through a lot of shit this year, mm-hmm. and for them to be sitting 9-7, um, and seven and, and if they win and they're in, that's, that's pretty impressive for out of him. Um, Patriots just absolutely pummel the Jaguars. Guess maybe coaching wasn't Jags- Jacksonville's only problem. I would say not. Uh, the Bucks have to rally to beat the Jets. What is that? Well, I mean, I get the Brown thing yeah, but when you're when you're one of your top players is doing shirtless jump, jumping jacks in the end zone in the middle of the third quarter because he's pissed off. I mean, I don't know. I haven't paid attention to this thing because I am not I am not one for these big dramatic You'd like you know, to think he's done. Somebody'll try and get him. Somebody will try and get him. Boy. Like somebody's stupid enough to try well, and want to put up with him. You this. can't sign him if you've got a young quarterback. Because he's one of those guys that if you don't throw him the ball every single time he's throwing his helmet at you. So you can't get a young quarterback. Or a veteran will be like and yeah, are you, if you're, what, what are you doing? If you're if you're a Rogers, a Wilson, uh, somebody like that, and you just saw what he did with Tom Brady, do you want any part of that? No, I certainly wouldn't. No. Um, Philly in the playoffs. Yeah, they beat Washington. I can't even fathom that. I I didn't think Philadelphia was very good at all this year. They run the shit out of the ball. They, that's that's just what they do, and mm. I'm surprised that they're, they're there too. But you know, Rams are, or I should say the Ravens put up a fight, but the Rams prevail. One point win in Baltimore. I wonder who Hunley will be starting for next year. Somebody's going to call him. Well, I mean, the guys performed admirably, you know. But I think if if there's one thing to learn from this. For the rest of the league, it's if you have a quarterback that's that's like these one of these hybrid guys, your backup has to be a hybrid, so they can run the same. Like you offense. can't have Justin right. Fields and then have Andy Dalton. Right, it doesn't make any sense. Those are two you different. You have to guys. have a guy like Justin Fields. Yes, and the Ravens did a good job of that because they didn't really have to change too much. Nope. It's like okay, you're not as good as Lamar. But we don't really have to screw with our whole no, scheme here. We can do the same stuff. Yeah, and yeah. it seemed as they the more he played, kind of the better they got. I mean, they had a chance to beat the Packers. Packers. You have a chance to beat the Rams. I mean, those are two good. Those are two teams. pretty good teams. Yep. Um, Chargers with the win over the Broncos. That's I would think would yep. be expected. Knocks Denver out. Forty um, ers clobber the Texans. Yeah, Trey Lance. Um, Jimmy G was hurt. Not sure who's going to start for them this week, but I, you know, that Niners team could be dangerous, but I'm not the biggest Jimmy G fan, but they got to have him in the playoffs. They, you, they can't, you, you can't play start Lance. No, I, I just, I don't see it. Um, I don't know whether this is a shocker or not. Because I just, every time I watch the Cardinals, I just am never impressed. The, the, nothing pops out to me. It's just like okay, they're they're all right. And the and and the and the games that I've seen Murray, I was just like, really? Well, what this? are they? What, He's what played badly? What did they call Russell Wilson? He's like Mister September. Mm-hmm. 
I think we could maybe call Kyler Murray Mr. October because the longer the season goes on, the shittier he seems to get. And I'm right? not sure. Maybe it's because of his size. Maybe just the physical toll on him as the year goes on that might be. is a problem because he does get nicked up a lot. But, hey, man, that's a really big win for them. They, they were really desperate for one. And to go on the road and beat Dallas, a team that they may end up seeing here in the first round if things hold the form. The only thing that I really loved in that game was bad clock management and timeout management by Mike McCarthy. Wow, that's just weak. Because that, that never no, that's, th- that never goes away. That's it's, it's the gift that keeps why, on giving. Why does a guy like him not delegate something like that? Because these guys are control freaks. It's got to be, right? But... I mean, if you're some of the some of the staff, or even if you're Jerry Jones, don't you go to Mike and be like, "Hey, we have a pretty good idea of how you can get into a funk with these sorts of things." I want you to come up with a system where, like Zabin said it years ago when they started doing timeouts with challenges, you have a guy next to you. When you are going to be set to either take a timeout or do a challenge at some random point in the game that may not affect anything heavily and may you have a good chance of losing and then you can't challenge again or you lose one of your timeouts or both and then you have somebody in your pocket that hits you on the leg and say, you ain't doing this. Right. I know you're in a mode right now and you're trying to do this and I get it, you can't do it. We're not challenging the spot with 11 minutes to go in the third quarter. Right. And now <laughs> you you're know? down to one right. timeout. Yeah. Right. We got we got to save that. You need somebody as a gatekeeper we, for these things that stands by yeah. you at all times we, and says, don't do this. We can't call a timeout while we're on defense with seven minutes to go in the third. Right. When we just called one on our last possession on offense, right. so now we have one left and we're down 10. No, you can't. Do, and, and the coach has to listen to this person. Yeah. I don't care what you want to pay him. Yeah. Get some nerd who can study this stuff and knows the situations of the game specifically on what, you know, hire the just as an example, hire the dude from Moneyball who is just the nerd yeah. who studies this stuff. And just have them stand next to you all the time. Well, and, and then, you have to listen. And to then them. you'll then we'll be like, then it'll get to the point where it's like, oh, we go down to Tom Rinaldi on the sideline. Thanks, Joe. Right now, Mike McCarthy and his assistant are currently rolling around fighting for the red flag on the sideline. <laughs> McCarthy apparently wants to throw it, but this kid will not allow him to. Yes, Mike has him in a half full Nelson, and the kid won't tap. <laughs> and you know what? It would make for great uh. television. I'll tell you what, though. But, but, just but let's do it. Ba- back to the game, though. Okay. Arizona's defense is good. It's one of the more underrated units, I think, in the league. And, uh, you know, to hold Dallas to, tw- you know, Dallas scored a couple, some points late. They kind of kicked Dallas's ass that game mm-hmm. and, and shut that offense down. So, I don't know. if I, I'm not sure what Hopkins' situation is here going into the playoffs. If I think they're hoping he's going to be back. Um. Because, I mean, he's a stud. You get him back, that that makes a world of difference. I already mentioned the Packers and the Vikings. Bears in there, too. Um, New Orleans and Carolina. Yeah, I mean. Thanks for coming. Just a a quarterback crap fest. (laughs) That's a good one. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) And then Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I didn't watch watch much of that. No. Roethlisberger threw the ball like 45 times for 110 yards or something. Because it's his last home game, probably. <laughs> Dude, what of his is that, career. like three yards an attempt? I, 
TJ Watt had four out of the Steelers' nine sacks. Yeah, he may get Defensive Player of the Year again. And he and he's going to say, okay, so now here's a question. And I'm not a big stat guy. I don't really care about records. We have an extra game this year. Watt is potentially going to set the single-season sack record and break Strahan's record from the early 2000s. Yeah. Adams is probably going to set the receiving record for a single game in Packers or season in franchise history. Well, you got well, an Cooper, extra Cooper Cups up there for some stuff too. Okay, yeah. So you've got an extra game to do all this stuff. Does that deserve an asterisk, or are we just not? Yeah, we, we, we just not really yeah. care. And Cooper Cup even came out this week and said, I, "I'm not. I don't remember if it's catches or yards or something that he's he's poised to break the record." But he's like. Yeah, we've got an extra game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... If Devontae Adams doesn't if, have this game, you're 21 yards short. If, Sorry. If 1988 Jerry Rice had a 17th game, he might have had 12 catches for 200 yards, and, you know, we don't right. know. But, yeah, I think you have to. I mean, it's... it's like, oh, congratulations! It's, it's, you have to say at the end, but... It's the reason why Major League Baseball will never shorten their season. Because they want a level because playing those field. records yep. mean too much to them, and they don't want to screw with that. No. All right, so we've got week 18, last week of the regular season. We've got a couple of Saturday games as well with uh, the Chiefs and the Broncos and the Cowboys and the Eagles. Yeah, not thrilling games, but I guess at least they have some meaning for seeding. Um, if Kansas City wins, they still have an outside shot at the one seed. And uh, I think Dallas is locked into the four. Uh, but if Philly wins, I think they could. No, I think they're locked in. I don't think they can get to the top five. So, um, But you never know. Battle for Ohio with the Browns and the Bengals. Um, Cleveland's out of it. They're going to not have Baker because he was supposed to undergo surgery this week. I don't know whether he has or not. And Cincinnati's already in because they've won the division. Yeah, and I I would sit Burrow this week. He got a little banged up at the end of the game. Um, oh yeah, and, I saw him. He took a shot to his knee. And yeah, he went, he, he went he, limping he, off. He 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 seemed okay in yeah. the post game, yep. but um, they're another team. They're sitting right now. I think in the. Three, they're they're tied with Buffalo and New England record wise, but I think they're in the three seed. I don't think it really matters for them, three or four. Mm-hmm. I think I'd much rather give Burrow the week off to kind of get healthy. Packers and the Lions. That's a noon game, not flexed. Shocking, Dan. Packers win out fourteen and three, win the NFC. Oh, yep, we, we we go back to the binder. Go back, that, go, go back to just after Thanksgiving. That prediction was made on November 29th. Yep. And when they win this, we can put a star by it, say I'll Dan give, is 1-0. I'll give myself a little treat. <laughs> Rodgers and Adams and then all the starters they want to play, and I think it's... I bet they play like a half. I think it's the smart move, and even LaFleur said he's not comfortable with these guys sitting two-plus weeks yeah, I agree. before I think they're back move. on the field. I think it's a smart move. I you think know? we talked about it the other night. I think the debacle that was week one, where they were none of those guys played, played. And, and they looked they look like they hadn't played. I think that probably is a factor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just there's something about wanting that number one seed and wanting to buy and not playing when you're right now at the top of your game. That just makes me nervous. It's a weird thing in football because it seems like every year or almost every year we see one of those teams lose in the divisional round. You know, we saw Peyton Manning do that as, several times in in mm-hmm. Indy where they go thirteen and three, fourteen and two. 
and they play a ten and six Pittsburgh team at home and get beat. You're like, what the fuck? It just you know, it just makes me nervous. It just does. I mean, it, I'm glad that they what have that? the record. I'm glad that they need one win to get to the championship game. It just makes me nervous. Was that eleven when the Giants came yeah. in and beat them? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. There's just something about it. And then you get the other divisional game: the Bears and the Vikings. I mean, at the, at this point, I'm I'm now I'm all in on the Bears winning again because <laughs> because it's the end of the year. I want to see Fields. I'd really like to see him play well, and um, you know they don't have their pick anyway, so who cares? Fuck the Vikings. I love beating them. I just wish it was outside so we could see uh, Rudolph the Red Nose Zimmer again. Oh my God, <laughs> him or him or the Coughlin face? I didn't know which was worse I, on that game when it was so freezing. It was funny. In Green I, Bay. I, I saw somebody on Twitter just wrote Zimmer with your nose so bright. Won't you guide my sleigh tonight? I was the one who retweeted that. Yeah, yeah that yeah. that was funny. Yeah, whoever wrote that. Um, and then Washington and the Giants. God. There's another bad. Game. You imagine like some of these, like a game like that, and you're you're stuck out in that market. And you got to watch that you trash. Have to watch that. Yes. You just hope that the cable goes. The, the sideline doesn't collapse on on uh, one of the quarterbacks as he's walking into the tunnel, like it happened on Jalen Hurts the other day. Did you see that? Yes. And then all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, we're okay. Okay, selfie." Well, and then he writes a letter to the Washington football team and and asks them to outline how they're going to fix. And it's like Serious? it's like have you paid attention to what goes on in, in Washington? Washington? They're, he they're doesn't not, give Daniel no. Snyder doesn't give a shit about you, no. dude. No, or the fact that your stadium just fell apart. Everybody that fell over that guardrail was wearing a goddamn Eagles jersey anyway, so he really doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, and the uh, apparently the Washington uh, team is going to announce their nickname, Redskins. No. Oh. I, that I, would be hilarious. I want. Tell me that wouldn't be the funniest goddamn thing in the world. That would be a if nice they middle came finger back from Snyder. And they just called it the Redskins. And in, and instead of the Indian head with the headdress, it's a cooked potato skin. <laughs> what? Don't you remember those chips? I remember, know what you're talking about. Potato, yeah, potato skins. skins. Yeah, yes, red, no, they were good. Skins. Yeah, like the, the mascot is a sliced potato. What's the matter with you? I, a lot. <laughs> Lots. <laughs> oh, man. Apparently, it's going to be the Washington Admiral. Mm. I don't know the singular. What is it? Like, like the Cardinal, you know, well, like in Stan, like the, the, it, just it, one it, Admiral, it not the Admirals. It, it fits. You got the Navy stuff out there. You could, oh, no, you could I, tie in some ship work, I but guess. Apparently, the name had already been uh, purchased on or the domain had and then when you go to it it redirects you to the Washington team's website. Mm, mm. So that's why people are saying, well that's gotta be it, because none of the other ones are up there. It's better than the Cleveland Guardians. I can oh, tell you God. that. I was looking through the brewer's schedule and all of a sudden I saw Guardians. I went, What? Oh. Of the Galaxy? Right. That's what I immediately thought. Marvel? Yeah, okay. Oh wait a minute. It's the Indians. Now batting for the Guardians, Gamora. <laughs> Drex. Uh, Colts and Jaguars. God, that's got to be a. That's, I mean, they're still there. I mean, you got to win that one. Have to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it could affect their seating, right? Um, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Hopefully, this game won't matter because I don't want to see the Steelers in the playoffs because I still think they stink. Okay. 
Uh, Tennessee's got to win to keep one seed. Keep, keep yeah, the one and seed, and Houston has a chance to play spoiler. It's in Houston, which what happened two weeks ago? Who'd they play and they actually beat? Where you're like, what? Chargers. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they got it in them. Maybe they don't. Well, and yeah, there has been a Derrick Henry sighting at practice this week for the uh, the Titans, and I think they have that twenty one day, day window, window which yep. basically takes you right up to the bye week in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So if they can hold on to that one seed, that would be huge for them to get him back for the playoffs. Even if he's just a decoy. You for know, sure. I mean, that's huge. You, you don't need to give him a full load. Right. Uh, Saints and Falcons. Yeah, Saints got to win to stay alive. Jets and Bills. Bills win. They win the East. And you got to think they're going to win that I one would, at home. I would think so. If, if the Jets are one of those teams that's trying to lose, I don't know why they would want to go to Buffalo and try to win. Um, Niners and Rams. Yeah, I'd say this is probably one of the two games of the day. There's a little shuffling going on there with with the, with the, those records on well, how and, on what and happens. And San Francisco really does need to win because I I believe if they lose and the Saints win, the Saints are in. Oh, really? So the Niners do need to win. Rams, I would probably like to still win to keep themselves in the two spot, and not have to face the Packers till the conference championship for sure. And then you you would get uh, Tampa. In, in L.A. as opposed to having to go there. so Oh, that would be that's, – that, that's, you know, That would make a difference. Save that – I mean, it's the longest flight you could make. Yep. If you can – Aside from Seattle. If you can yeah. get out of that, that would be nice. Uh, Patriots and the Dolphins. This, I, mean, I mean, you would think the Patriots, but, I mean – It's in Miami. They, they've, they've had their troubles down there over the years. Seahawks and the Cardinals. Mm, yeah, I don't think a chance to play, and I think Arizona's locked in that five spot. You may not see a lot of Kyler Murray. I was just gonna say maybe they'll rest some guys. Uh, Bucks and the Panthers. I don't know how Tampa could possibly lose this game. Carolina's awful. And then our final Sunday night game is the Chargers and it's a, the, the Raiders. It's a true loser leaves town match. Losers, losers out doesn't make the playoffs. winners in losers out. Well, that's good that it's Sunday night then. I yep, think and I they think they it. yeah they they rearranged that so that that would be the biggest implication. This of the game. this would be um, it would be a cool story if the Raiders won and made it, considering what they went through with Gruden and then with Henry Ruggs and then they had some other dumb shit last week get a DUI because apparently yeah. he learned nothing, nothing. from Ruggs right. killing somebody. At least he didn't do that. Um, but at the same time. Man, the Chargers, dude, they just got so much talent on that team. I'd really like to see them get in the playoffs because I feel like they're one of those teams that if they get in, they could make noise. I feel like your second favorite team over the last few years has been the Chargers. I just Whether I, it's Phil or now that it's Herbert. I just like a lot of their guys. Okay. You know, I liked, I liked Rivers. I liked Melvin Gordon. Gordon. I liked Antonio Gates. I, I like Keenan Allen, Eckler. Now Herbert, um, you know, Bosa on defense. They got Derwin James. I mean, they got dudes. They just seem to find ways to screw it up, whether it's bad coaching or injuries or whatever. They just always seem to kind of get in their own way. I'd like to see them make it, um, you know, and, and for them, not having home games won't matter because they have no home crowd anyway. No. So going on the road might be the best thing for them. Nobody seems to give a shit about the Chargers in in Los Angeles. Yeah. All right, so we, we've kind of gone through the playoff picture uh, already talking the last 
almost an hour, but go ahead and go through yeah, the we'll start it off. real quick. Titans right now are the one seed. Uh, eleven and five, Chiefs eleven and five, Cincy ten and six, Buffalo ten and six, Tennessee, Kansas City, and Cincinnati have all clinched their divisions. Buffalo wins, they clinch. Uh, New England right now is the five seed at ten and six. They could still win the East if they win, and Buffalo loses. Indy nine and seven, Chargers nine and seven, Raiders nine and seven, Steelers eight seven and one. So two of those last four will make the playoffs. NFC Packers 13 and 3, Rams 12 and 4, Tampa 12 and 4, Dallas 11 and 5. All four of those teams have already clinched their division. Cardinals are 11 and 5. They are stuck firmly in the uh, 5 spot. San Francisco 9 and 7, Philly 9 and 7 and New Orleans on the outside 8 and 8. They're the only team left that could still crack into the playoffs. Well, I mean, guess I guess with a lot of jockeying around, and and the there's a list of teams that need to win to have things happen positively for them. Um, I, I mean, I don't mind an extra week. I really don't. It's just a little unnecessary. Of we, I, I would be perfectly fine watching wild card games this weekend for sure. You know. All right. Um, all right. So that's about an almost an hour of NFL stuff. We'll move to. College football, and this should be quick. Uh, I don't even remember because it was a week ago tonight um, that the Badgers beat Arizona State in the Las Vegas Bowl. Um, they had a real good first half. I went to sleep at the end of the third quarter because it was just too freaking late. Um, Mertz looked okay. Allen had a really good first half, and then they they just kind of, from what I read in the the next morning, they just kind of hung on in the fourth quarter. Yeah, the only thing I really heard much about the game was they had a 10-plus minute drive in the fourth quarter yes, where they didn't score. And but they, still put it and away. And they were proud of that. Yes. Yeah. So that kind of tells you about the Badger season in a nutshell. Hey, we had the ball a long time and didn't score. Good for us. But it helped us win. <laughs> and that and that honestly seems like something that Coach Paul Chris would be. Oh, yeah. Great job, guys. For sure. You know, awesome. Um, yeah, a couple things happened this week with kind of relating to the Badgers, Joe Rudolph took a basically a lateral move to Virginia Tech. Um, he was the offensive coordinator at one point. He was asked to step down from that role and take a pay cut so Paul Chris could take over the basically the OC job again. And Rudolph had been their best recruiter. So the Badgers were in lockstep with Ohio State for this four-star offensive lineman, the best center in the country, who is playing for St. Croix Central. And he had not committed during the early period, which was last month. Instead, he he didn't know. He said he hoped to make a decision, but right now it's Wisconsin-Ohio State. And in an interview last week with, um, I think it's Jake Kokorowski for... Um, I don't know if he writes for the Athletic. One of the one of the regional publications who he writes for Wisconsin. He talked about this kid, uh, Carter. I think his name's Carter Hinsman, Carson Hinsman. How close a relationship he had formed with Rudolph, the offensive line coach, and he was thought of as the Badgers' best recruiter. Rudolph announces on Monday he's leaving. Tuesday, Hinsman says, "I'm going to Ohio State." You can't tell me that's not coincidental. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's like. You know, with with all of his with all of his buddies, including the Bruner kid from Whitefish Bay or Brunner, the the, the the top lineman in the state going to Wisconsin, and they had said, "Hey, let's go to Madison, let's do this thing, whatever." And then all of a sudden, Rudolph leaves, and 
that's your free ticket out of town to go to Ohio State. Well, and that's what I've always told people that like to say, oh, you know, people like to go to these schools, and it's because of the academic. No, it's not. It's because of the relationships they form with coaches and coaching staffs, and do they have an ability to play and win. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so bowl games are pretty much done. Herb Street made some um, made some waves the morning of the Rose Bowl, and you and I had talked about that on our road trip uh, up 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 to Middleton a little bit about about how these guys are are opting out of their bowl games to prepare for the NFL draft. Which I mean, let's be honest, you're not doing anything the day of the game. You're preparing to not get hurt in the bowl game. Correct. That's what you're doing. That's all it is. <laughs> I just don't yep. want to get hurt just before don't, the I don't, combine. I don't want to be the next Jake Butt and blow, blow my, my knee, knee out and yes. lose millions of dollars. Yep. Yeah. You know, I want to make sure I'm good for the combine. I want to make sure I'm good for a private workout. I just want to make sure I'm good. And since I'm not winning a national championship or a conference title or anything right now, I'm not playing. And I get that Herb Street is, you know, he's college football guy. So I get that that bothers him. Well, and also they have a game to promote. Yep. That was their game. Yeah, that was their game. But you I know, can't talk about it as 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 hyped up and now that I it is a little know? bit of a problem going forward for college football because they have some of these bowls that um, the excuse for not expanding the playoff has been to keep the integrity of some of these bowls, but actually what has happened is the integrity is it's already gone from these bowls. I mean, I told you the Rose Bowl is my favorite bowl to watch. Um, I didn't watch one second of it. That's too bad because it turned out to be a really yeah, good game. I, I heard, but you know, I just didn't matter, and I don't like Ohio State, and I just right. I didn't care. And, and and you probably don't give a shit that they're playing Utah. No, yeah. no, and and but mostly because it just didn't matter. If the winner of that game played the winner of Michigan Georgia, okay, uh, now I'm interested. And then the winner of the Notre Dame game plays the winner of the Alabama game. Oh, oh, all right. Well, now I'm a little interested, but you know. If you don't root for those schools, and, you know, we've talked about it. You like to watch college football. I don't really care. You're going to watch anyway. They have They me. have to worry about me watching yes. or not. So. And, and, and this whole thing that's been now, whether you want to call it a problem, but it's more of a consistent habit-forming event mm-hmm. every year with these bowls. And it's only going to get worse. For sure. I mean, how big a bowl is the Las Vegas Bowl? Honestly, it's it's a middle ground, something where you know maybe middle, a little if on the top half of that. Forty bowls, it's 20th, twenty, right? You know, yeah. But I mean, the Arizona State running back, and I haven't looked how he only ran for just over a thousand yards in the Pac-12. Maybe that's good. He didn't play in the game against Wisconsin. How high do you think he's going to be drafted? I don't think he's going top two rounds, but it's still enough for him to say I'm not playing. But even like a Braylon Allen, he's a 17-year-old kid who, I don't know, had 200-some-odd touches this year. Did he need to play in that game? What did that do for I, – I get all the – you're part of the team. I get that. What did that do for Braylon Allen? Just put a little bit more wear and tear on him? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm not saying he should sit out, but I'm saying he could have. I think it probably, and I don't know to the degree that it did this, it maybe bolstered his profile a little bit more heading into next year as a guy on people's radar to watch, which okay. could lead to bigger and better things. Maybe. But was it essential? 
Probably no. not. He could have not played, and nobody would have really. People around here would have been like, well, that's bullshit. But nationally, nobody would have batted an eye at it. No. They, but it would have been one less talking point for the TV crew yeah. to, to do about the game. Um, and, again, we're having SEC versus SEC, which I know. It's just not interesting. I, I watched this already. We watched it. Yeah. When we we were, just saw this three weeks when ago. When we were up in Verona yeah, at a bar. That's it. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, and, and, know, I, and it I, is what it is. Yeah, there's, no way, there's no way to change it. Even, even with a playoff. Even if you have an eight team or a sixteen team playoff, you think this is still going to be the end result? You're still going to have SEC teams in the championship game. They're they're the best league. They got the most talent. I would just hope that it's not an all SEC right. national championship. I mean, could you imagine but, having a sixteen team playoff and in one side of the bracket it's Alabama, LSU, and on the other side it's Oklahoma and Georgia? <laughs> like. At that point, just have an SEC tournament and let and the rest of us just go on our merry way and go to the other bowls. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Uh, NBA stuff. Uh, Bucks have kind of hit a little bit of a rut here. They lost to the Pistons, and then they had three players and and Bud put in uh, put in the protocol. Giannis is sick. He doesn't have COVID, and then they lost to the Raptors last night. And now they got uh, they got a couple of a couple of road games coming up. Um, they did manage to beat the Magic. Both times they went down to Orlando, and then they beat New Orleans. Yeah, the Bucks continue uh, to beat the bad teams, with the exception of this week. Yeah. Um, is is Toronto bad? I haven't looked at their uh, record. They're yeah, they're not great. They're not a playoff team, but okay. they're not they're not terrible. But Detroit's terrible. Yes, and the Bucks uh, were not ready to play the other night. Somebody for Detroit, Sadiq Bay, got hot, threw in like nine threes, and that's what happens in the NBA. You don't show up ready to play, you get your ass beat, and they did. Um. Yeah. Last night, no Giannis, no George Hill, no Connaughton. no Divincenzo, no Connaughton, no Lopez, and Allen, and no Grayson Allen. So you're missing like six of your top nine guys. That's rough. Um. And and your head coach is out as well, like you said. Um. They're twenty five and fourteen. They're third in the East. They're like a game behind Brooklyn. They're like three games behind the Bulls. I'm not really that concerned about seeding at this point. I think that, you know, treading water right now and staying in the mix for a lot of these teams is is kind of what you're the most worried about with all this COVID shit going on and guys having to sit out. Um, they do have a big weekend, though. They're, they're at the Nets tomorrow, at Charlotte Saturday, and at Charlotte Monday. So they've got two good teams and three tough games all on the road here in the next four days. Um and they're going to continue to be a little bit shorthanded. Dante DiVincenzo re-injured his surgically repaired ankle in a non-contact pregame drill. Um, that's frustrating. Yeah, I'm sure he's very frustrated, and as a fan, I'm kind of frustrated because it's like Jesus Christ, dude. How do you? How do you? I played basketball my entire life. How do you roll your ankle in fucking layup line? Yeah, you know. Um, it came out today that the Bucks are going to release DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. What you, I was going to ask you about that because I read something about that they want that veteran option open that they want to potentially add somebody. <laughs> and that does that mean that Lopez is closer to coming back then? Or? No. <clears throat> no. It, okay. it's, um, it's a financial move. How much are they paying him? F- tomorrow... If if Cousins is on the team tomorrow, they have to guarantee his contract for the rest of the season. Which is how much? Uh, I don't know, a million or two. But 
it takes them over the luxury tax oh, threshold, okay. and when you go over the luxury tax, you have you, you pay you pay a penalty. Yep. Because um, a lot of people were saying, well, why don't you cut Semi Ojale? Why don't you cut Rodney Hood? Because Cousins has been pretty good. Yeah. He had like 15 points and eight yes. rebounds last night. Yep. Well, the reason why they can't cut those guys, or even Thanasis, they can't cut them is because those guys' contracts were fully guaranteed, guaranteed when they signed them. And it wouldn't reduce that debt Cor- number? Correct. Got it. Now, there is a chance that they could bring Cousins back next week. I think it's unlikely that he's not picked up because I think he has played well enough and behaved well enough where there are going to be contenders that are going to be interested. I think Brooklyn will be interested. Um, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. I really hope it doesn't come back to bite him in the ass. I don't think it has anything to do with whether or not Lopez is close or not. I think it just boils down to they didn't want to pay that penalty. They wanted the, uh, flexibility with that roster spot because I I still think there is a trade or two that they will make here in the next well about a month before the trading deadline. They got a lot of guys that kind of do the same thing, and they got a couple of holes that they need to fill. They they need a they still haven't filled the PJ Tucker role. Wes Matthews can do some of that, but not as well as P.J. Tucker. And, you know, with Ojale and Hood and DiVincenzo and Al, they all kind of do the same thing. That's why it really sucks that Dante got hurt because if, you know, obviously he will help them, but if nothing else, it would be a a six-week showcase of saying, look, his ankle's good. You want want to trade for him? Taking bids right now, yeah. We don't necessarily, because he's up for an extension. So the Bucks have to make a decision on what they're going to do with him. They they extended Grayson Allen already, and Grayson Allen and DiVincenzo, I think, you know, Dante's a little bit better athlete, um, but they kind of do the same stuff. So um, I, I think this roster is far from complete, but I'm a little disappointed, man. I, I was enjoying the Boogie Cousins experience. He's a guy that, while he's very volatile and, and unpredictable, I always kind of liked him and kind of would was hoping that he would end up on the Bucks and he played well. You know, Horse said today, you know, he did some great things for us. Hopefully, we did some good things for him, and maybe this isn't goodbye. But if I, you're boogie and somebody else comes calling, do you have to take that offer? No. Or can you take less to come back to Milwaukee? Oh, he can take whatever he wants. He'll be a, he'll be a free agent. Um, but I can't imagine that you're just going to wait until Milwaukee reaches out. Well, you don't know. I mean, this, this stuff's always half this shit's done under the table behind closed doors. Anyways, there may be a, a handshake agreement of, listen, just go away for a week and we'll bring you back. Um, he may already have his agent may already know that the Lakers want him. You know, he was on the Lakers two years ago. He was on Golden State a couple of years ago. He's buddies with Kyrie and Kevin Durant and in Harden. Played on the Rockets with Harden a couple years. So, like, him going to one of these big contenders won't surprise me in the least. Okay. I just hope it doesn't happen. All right. What else is uh, happening around the league? Not, the not Bulls, a ton. Bulls yeah. came, are keeping going, and then Kyrie came back. Yeah, Bulls are just on fire. They've won eight in a row, including, like, two ridiculous buzzer beaters last week from DeRozan. They're sitting at the top of the East right now. Um, 
which is pretty shocking, honestly. But uh, I don't know if it'll last. We'll see what happens as as the Bucks and the well, Nets get healthy. But, but like you said, it's like congratulations on winning a ton of regular season games. What what's going to happen when you get to the playoffs? Yeah, but you got to start from somewhere. The, oh, Bull, no, the, I get the, it. the Bulls have been pretty shitty here yes. for the last five or six years, so this is a big turnaround for them. And you know, Levine's still young; he's mid twenties. Lonzo Ball's twenty three. Patrick Williams is 20. So they got some young guys. So this is really good for them. And, um, you know, the Bulls are one of those teams, kind of like the Knicks, Celtics, Lakers, Sixers. The league's just a little bit better when they're good, a little more interesting. Um, Kyrie came back last night, scored 20, um, continues to only be allowed to play road games. I, I'm not sure how this is going to play out. We'll We'll see what happens. Obviously, he cannot play tomorrow night versus the Bucks because that game will be in New York. Um, but yeah, there's just not a ton going on. We're we're kind of in the dog days now. We're um, you got about a month until the All Star break, about six weeks till the trade deadline, and then once you hit March, you kind of start ramping it up for for the playoffs. All so. right. All right, um, quickly on college hoops, Badgers play tonight. Try not to have a letdown game after uh, that big win at Purdue. Um, fourth time they've ever won at Mackey Arena. That's incredible. It's been a house of horrors for them. Yeah. It's a tough place to play. They were like 40-something and three or something yeah. like that yep. at, at, at that arena um, before they before they took it to Purdue. And I was, I said at halftime, like, I don't know that they can hang on to this lead, but they, they kept coming back and making shots. That seven-foot-four guy is just a monster of a human being. He's a large human being. He's Andre the Giant's son. Seriously. I mean, the guy's got a head the size of a football. It's like Purdue ranked third. Well, first of all, let me say this. Fantastic win for the Badgers. I watched most of the game. I watched the entire second half. Um, one of the best wins they've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sitting 11-2. and two. They're 2-1 two and one in the league. Uh, they were 23 going into the game. I expect them, especially if they win tonight, they'll probably they may be up close to 15. Um, Purdue's ranked three. They're not the third best team in the, in the country. They're, they're probably a top 12 team in the, in the country. Um, Johnny Davis had one of the best games you'll ever see a guy in Madison have. Um, I told a couple people that night, I think he's the best player they've had in Madison since Devin Harris. Got a little pushback on that from some people that said, what about Frank? Well, Frank had a great year as his senior year when he won the National Player of the Year. But, you know, he was coached by the almighty Bo, and he had a much better surrounding cast than Johnny Davis has. Oh, I mean, there, for sure. there was a point in the game the other night where Robbie Hummel, who was calling the game, former Purdue legend, he's like, if anybody for the Badgers can make a shot other than Johnny Davis, they're going to win this game like handily. And finally, Brad Davidson, Brad Davidson. threw in a couple of threes yep. because other than that, Johnny Davis was doing everything. I think he had 37 points and 14 rebounds. Mm-hmm. And like I was telling you, he hit a couple of shots towards the end of the game that were just like he, he threw them up and they went in and you could just kind of see the Purdue kids be like, all right. <laughs> If he's making that, there's not much we can do. Um, Hummel called Davis like if he wanted to leave, he'd call him. He called him a lottery pick. 
I saw a mock yesterday on Bleacher Report that had him going fifth, which is oh my god, a what? little high for me. I do think he has a very good chance of being a lottery pick. I do think that it's more likely than not that he will not return to Madison next year. Um, I found this really interesting, though. So they play Iowa tonight, yep. who has the leading scorer in the nation yeah. on their team, Keegan Keegan Murray. Yep, and they're also ranked second in points per games in, in the country. Kofi Cockburn, <laughs> yes, Cockburn, is currently second in the nation at 22.5 a game. Johnny Davis is third in the nation at 22 a game, which is impressive, but like... 24 a game leads the country. Like, I'm old enough to remember when dudes were pouring in over 30 at some of these, like, smaller D1 schools. Like, why is scoring down? With as fast as everybody plays and as many threes get chucked, do you think it would be up? I would have thought around the 28, 29 range. Yeah, I mean, 22 a game is very impressive in the college level, but third in the country? That just surprised me. Mm -hmm. Um Johnny Davis is very good, man. He's very good. He's, you know, he's um, one of those guys that a couple times a game, he just will do something and you're just kind of like, whoa. It's like, remember when we were doing the West uh, Parker game Mm -hmm. up there? Oh, yeah. And and that Pender kid just all of a sudden just rose up over like four dudes and just smashed on him. And I was like, whoa. You know, like, there's a couple times a game you see that out of Davis. And it's been a long time. It's probably been since uh, Tucker was good, but he wasn't this kind of an athlete. Like, Johnny Davis is, like, an an elite athlete. Um, It's in the Michael Finley, Devin Harris category. And, I mean, I think those are the two best players to ever play in Madison. So um, High praise. Yeah, yeah. All right, so they got Iowa tonight, and then they go to Maryland on Sunday, which is also not an easy thing uh, to accomplish either. That's going to be after the Packer game. They announced that game. That that was TBA on their schedule, but they announced that. It'll be, a, I think, like a 6.30 tip-off on Sunday night. Yeah, we're about two weeks away now from those good old um, mid-afternoon Sunday CBS. Oh, for bi- sure. Those Big Ten games, yes. Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Illinois. Those yeah. are always fun to no, watch. No, they've they've stayed away from Sunday. They're just starting to creep yep. in. Once now football, that the, yep. once CBS's football responsibilities end, they start throwing those on. So uh, Badgers with uh, Iowa tonight. Uh, and then Marquette, I was I we didn't watch any of the game. I think, was that Tuesday when we were coming home from Middleton? Did they yeah, did yeah. they smoke Providence? I mean, I didn't even give it a second thought. Yeah, well, until I saw it the next morning, I went, "What?" Yeah, I was shocked when I turned it on when I got home and saw the score, and they were they were up thirty, and Providence was ranked sixteenth in the country. So, I mean, that wow. was just an ass beating. Every pretty much every guy in Marquette had their best game of the season, um, and they were kind of due. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, they were owing three, they were, in, the three in the Big East, yeah. and, and they had lost at Xavier, home against UConn, and home against Creighton, and all the games have been close. They should have beat Creighton this weekend. Uh, they completely blew the game in overtime. They allowed a guy to shoot a three, and they ended up losing in double OT. So the Providence win was a was a huge deal because you don't want to be 0-4 in your league. But Marquette's going to take their lumps this year, but... Um, there's there's good things I think in the future for that program. They're they're headed in the right direction. With Wojo, as much as I I wanted to believe in Wojo, I just never felt like the program was 
improving. They mm-hmm. were they they just were very stagnant. Um, I I think under Shaka Smart they're going to continue to improve. I think they're going to get a different caliber of athlete than Wojo was getting, and um, we're we're seeing that a little bit this year. It's just they're they're very young, very young. They're playing a lot of freshmen. Well, and they also got just a bunch of guys that are just playing together for the first time exactly. out, of, out of the they're, portal. They're, it's basically like a bunch of freshmen or some grad transfer seniors. That That's basically the just roster thrown together. Yeah. So it's taken a little bit of time. You know, they got that, you know, they got that fluky win against Illinois early when Cockburn wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, you take that out, they're <laughs> sitting at 8 and 7 with no signature win. So I now, now you got two of them. You know, now you got two of them and uh, you know, I mean, if you can try to keep around 500 in the league, maybe you got a shot to sneak in on the bubble, but you know, that's okay. I, I I had no preconceived notions that Marquette was going to be a, a power this year. But it's also a, a kind of a, a welcome sight to not see them absolutely get trounced for the oh, whole yeah. year in, 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 in a guy's first year with a roster that's just kind of thrown together. Yeah. And the way that they had played the last couple of years, so reliant on Marcus Howard and, mm-hmm. and kind of letting him do whatever he wanted and, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah, he set some records and he's the all-time leading scorer, but you got nothing to sh- you had nothing to show for it team-wise. So, I-, I like this this much better. So, all right. Well, that is a very efficient version of the intentional foul for uh, this week. We'll have a little playoff preview in the NFL next week and we'll we'll talk a little bit about maybe I would like to talk about it. You can jump in as well. Um kind of being dicked around by some folks around here when we do really uh, put in a good effort to do a little local media coverage and sure nobody really gives a shit sure by kind of hit on that just moving stuff you'll, around have to, because, you'll, you'll have to remind me to add it to the rundown but yeah because we got a big saturday a week from this one mm-hmm. um something that has never been done before in the history of our local media um and it was just made more challenging Unnecessarily. Yes, thanks to some people who threw a shit fit and just wanted to pout a little bit. And then when we called them out on it, they claimed claimed ignorance. Imagine that. Not me. Not us. What? So, yeah, maybe we'll talk about that next week because that's that's something that the end of Saturday, I almost feel like we're going to need just to take a vacation after that. Well, I'm drinking that night. (laughs) No doubt. All right, that is the intentional follow for this week. We appreciate you listening. Um, Download, subscribe, and, of course, we ask you to please tell your friends. So uh, we appreciate you being here as we start 2022, another year of our podcast. So we appreciate you. So until next week, I'm Josh. Dan. We will talk to you then. Go Bucks.